Sirius XM Sports Podcasts presents Mad Dog's Daily Bite with Christopher Russo. And good afternoon, everybody! And it's unfortunate uh, because we discussed it a lot yesterday that maybe we would be able to have the trifecta of pain uh, for Steve Torrey, where we would have had an opportunity for garbage with Sunday Drive, and he can sit there and say anything he wants. He's got crap the rest of the way. Uh, we could have Indiana losing. We could have basically done a hex on him and begged Nebraska over the weekend in, in Assembly Hall. We could have done that. And those were all fine and dandy, but the one we really wanted in the worst way was him to lose his little buddy out there in right field and end up somewhere else. So he wouldn't be able to be a fraud and hang out with Babcheck in the chamber corners, wherever it is out right. And he wouldn't be able to wax poetic on a day-in, day-out basis on Aaron Judge. And make I'll make one thing clear right out of the gate. You guys don't realize it like I do. You're talking about a guy who watches every pitch. All right, he's going to miss a couple pitches once in a while when he's bouncing around on Belvedere Drive up in Newport on his summer mansion uh, when he's up there for the summer. But I mean... Basically, he watches every Yankee pitch all year long. And for him, and to put him in misery, essentially from now uh, until, let's say, a year that he gets over this, would have been delightful. Unfortunately, uh, you know, at the end of the day, it has been determined that Aaron Judge, like we all thought for a long period of time, and got basically sent off track with that Time Magazine story, but for the most part, we actually thought that the end result would be what in fact it is, and that is that at 5 o'clock this morning, Aaron Judge, uh, you know, that's when it came out at least, that Aaron Judge was going to return to the Yankees. Uh, He had called Hal Steinbrenner up. This is John Heyman's report. I'm not sure if this is accurate. John had a rough couple days with that Twitter feed of his as we still await and see if in fact Aaron's going to join the Giants, but to make a long story short, um, uh, it sounds like that the uh, Yankees uh, up the ante uh, to match, you know, the stealth secret admirer in San Diego and, of course, the Giants and came up with 10 years and $360 million and is bringing Judge back to New York. And, uh, you know, it sounds like at the end of the day, a Judge wanted to be a Yankee all along. It sounds like at the end of the day, a Judge was going to, you know, if the Yankees didn't go that number, was going to maybe decide to come to California. But at the end of the day, push came to shove if the deals were basically equal, and this is what this one was, although maybe San Diego would have gotten more, who knows, that judge was going to stay a New York Yankee and uh, for the foreseeable foreseeable future, the rest of his career, and essentially have a monument now out in center field and have, uh, you know, his names. If he plays as well as advertised, he's not going to be this good again, but he'd be good enough and essentially be along the long, uh, uh, be along the lines of that chain. And that Yankee chain is Ruth, Gehrig, DiMaggio, Mantle, um, and then eventually it gets to, you know, to a certain degree, Munson. It gets to the mate, late 70s Yankees, which I don't include Reggie there because Reggie didn't play in New York long enough. Munson, Mattingly, and then the core four led by Jeter. And now Judge, this becomes him next in line with the chain. So, I mean, as it turns out that, in fact, he will stay here and uh, do his deal out in right field uh, for the rest of his life and the rest of his career. And it is a move, quite frankly, and again, this is not going to, at the end of the day, the Yankees, this is going to be, if you look at it just year by year from a financial standpoint, this is not going to work out for the Yankees because Judge is 6'8". It's 10 years. When he's 39 years of age, Judge is not going to be hitting 50 home runs. 
All right, that doesn't happen anymore. There's no steroids involved. So from that perspective, at this at the back end of this contract, the Yankees are going to lose out. But remember, on the front end of his career with the Yankees, they won because in the last five six years, I mean, obviously Judge, you know, was not being paid commiserate with what the Yankees, uh, you know, uh, were getting out of him. So Judge loses the first half. He's going to win the second half, and it's a move as I've said a thousand times. And we're going to talk to Jack Curry, who covers the Yankees for Yes in a little bit, and we got a busy show today. Snitker and Brendan Hyde later on. Ira too. So a huge show for you as we wrap up. And we're still waiting for Dusty and Aaron Boone as uh, Eddie surrounds the uh, the lobby here at the Hyatt in downtown San Diego. But in essence, uh, he would have had, and this is not about Cashman. This is about the owner. And the owner who is a little nonplussed about it all anyway, not emotional, which the Yankee fan doesn't like. And, you know, he is not economically irresponsible, which most Yankee fans could care less about, uh, like his father was. But this is a guy who at times has been viewed as a passionless owner who is more of a bean counter, who is more, uh, you know, about the bottom line and doesn't live and bleed, you know, Yankee pinstripe. But I am telling you right now, and I have lived in New York for 60 years, if in fact he left and, 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 and departed, this was not going to be one that Hal Steinbrenner was going to be able to survive. Now, I understand that part of the definition and part of the reasoning would have been the fact that Cashman, you know, exposed the negotiations in April publicly, which in turn made Judge look bad because he turned down $213 million. And most Yankee fans and media members at the time thought, what are you doing? And he was painted in a bit of a corner. And that would have, you know, that would have been a little part of the story, too. But the bigger issue of what occurred, if this was not going to get done, is that the blood would have been on Hal Steinbrenner's hands. That's all there is. Nothing else to say. I mean, he would not have survived this. He is not surviving losing Aaron Judge to the San Diego Padres. He would not, it would not have worked out. He would not have been able to walk into Yankee Stadium. For the prices they charge, for the Yes Network and everything else, he was not going to survive Aaron Judge's departure anywhere under any circumstances. They would have blamed him for not getting this done earlier. They would have blamed him, blamed him for not going 15 years. Uh, he would not have won. And at the end of the day, how, and it's gonna, he's going to have to basically hold his nose and cough his rear end off when he gets the signature on the, on the, on the papers. It's going to drive him crazy. But at the end of the day, Hal had no choice. None. Zero. And this is not about Cashman. This is not about Randy Levine. This is about the owner. Because the owner here has to sign off on that money. This is not a deal that Brian Cashman signs off on. This is not Luke Voigt. Right? This is not a trade for a Shella. Right? This, is, this is a big ticket item here. Who people buy his jerseys. This is, gives the Yankees reason to up the ante with the season ticket packages. Get better money from yes. This is what this is all about. And how, at the end of the day, made a business decision that probably would, is not going to work out penny for penny, dollar for dollar. But it is a decision that he would have been creamed emotionally. Creamed. And it's one he would not have recovered from. Simple. The Yankee fan, does, if Judge doesn't hit the rest of his career, the Yankee fan is not going to blame Hal Steinbrenner for getting him signed. Not going to blame him. If the Yankee fan who's going to be truth to himself is not going to blame him. He would have said, you know what? I can't say anything because I would have signed him myself for that money. And so, you know, Hal's going to have to keep his fingers crossed and he's going to have to hope 
in the big picture that, in fact, Mr. Judge does what he has to do. And I think, and I think overall, uh, I, I actually think that Judge will go out there and for at least the first half of this contract perform well. He won't perform 62 homers well, but he's going to hit 40, 45 homers a year. He's going to be great. And he's a great salesman for the franchise and all those good things. But at the end of the day, end of the day, um, you know, in year eight, you can't expect him to be this great again. The Yankee fan will deal with year eight when they get to year eight, which is what, 2030? They get they deal with it at the time. And, you know, at the end of the day, too, I mean, I think it tells you that, you know, Judge wanted to be a New York Yankee. The Time Magazine thing, which indicated that he had his heart set on playing for the Giants, maybe aggravated about Cashman. Maybe he just said that to sort of make the Yankees more nervous and up the ante. Who knows? But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, Judge wanted to be the Yankees, wanted to be on the Yankees. And the Yankees made sure it happened. Now, there's a lot of other aspects of this, what the Yankees do from here, how the Giants pivot. But right now, Steve Torrey up there in... Bedford. <clears throat> yes, Bedford. And Bedford is where Rick Patino lives. Bedford can breathe easy. Want more Chris Russo? Listen to Mad Dog Unleashed weekdays from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern on Mad Dog Sports Radio, Sirius XM Channel 82.